Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Hello and welcome to Circadian Skill, hosted by Johnny Seifert. This is the podcast where I say it's okay to not be okay. And if you have the same mantra as me, then before we get to today's guest, please subscribe to Circadian Skill whilst you're listening. And at the end of the episode, leave a five-star rating and a review. Now, before I tell you about my guest today, this episode may involve sexual themes. So if you'd rather listen to a different episode of Circadian Skill, then can I suggest listening to Cavill's Weekender Reps, Jordan Davies and Lucy Appleton's episodes, which are available in the library to listen to now. But for now, let me tell you about my guest today. Last week, my guest joined the Covers Weekend as a seventh rep on the ITV2 show. However, prior to that episode, it was leaked to the press that he had a previous job working in the pornography industry. A spokesman for Cavos Weekenders creator 2 for Productions said, Once we became aware, it was agreed with Tyler that his role in the series wouldn't continue beyond the filming that was already completed. Our duty of care to everyone involved in this series is our priority, and support is available to all our reps. We wish Tyler the very best for the future. So that statement came out and that story came out. I'm a massive Cavos Weekender fan, as you know. And I wanted to invite Tyler onto Sigurdinsko to tell his story in his words and to give him the space to educate you about what life was like in the pornography industry, but also to tell you about the show and why he actually deserves to be on the show. Because how can you be defined by a job, a job where he changed his name for it, and a part of his story that was in the past. It's not his present and it's not his future. So how can he be defined by that? So let's welcome to Circadian Skill. It's Tyler De Cruz. Hello, Tyler. Hello, Johnny. How are you? I'm okay. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not too bad. Obviously, my first episode's now come out. So it's been good so far. It's been a good show. If, if you watch Covers Weekend, uh, you're going to know it's, it's all about fun. And then the articles come out as well. So it's kind of knocked the the fun down to a little bit more of a not a worry moment but a bit of a downer because obviously it was a fun show and i'm still excited about the show and what you're going to see on the show because it was a great great series the article about my past in the porn industry has come out and we just gotta deal with it so for context wise it was a sunday when the story came out the episode then airs on the tuesday so 
Big build-up. You're about to go in this episode. Jordan's also returning, so it's a big episode, episode two yeah. of Cavalry Weekender. We see you for about 30 seconds at the end. That is correct, yeah, yeah. Literally 30 seconds. I've been holding kind of the, the secret for so long, friends, family, and just my followers in general. Um, and then to be able to, to announce it, I was actually able to announce it bang on 10 o'clock when the first episode finished, and it was so exciting. And then obviously it was also having that article as well. So it's just mixed emotions, really. Do you think you've been edited already? Because Below Deck, they had a similar experience, not to do with porn, but there was a guy on Below Deck a couple of years ago and they'd already filmed the series. And so he got sacked. I think it was something to do with some tweets that had come to light. And they basically showed him in group shots when they had to, but all his own scenes got deleted straight away. No, I don't think... To a degree, yes and no, actually, because the the scenes in general, obviously with my first episode, which is out currently... It is what happened. There's not really been anything edited out from from the actual show. Like I say, I got into bed or cracking on with Lucy and then got straight into bed with Lucy on the first night. So obviously we haven't seen the the next six episodes, seven, eight episodes that are going to be coming out because I'm just like, obviously all you guys, I listen and watch it live just like you. So I don't, I don't know if they're going to edit certain parts out, but hopefully not because it's a great series and... I was a main character in the series and a lot went on with me in the series. What have ITV said to you since? So ITV have said to me since obviously the show and since even when I was on the show and in Kavos, but when I've left the show, they have actually been good in the sense of the aftercare, anything that I need, they have literally said like, just shout us. But also we're in contact every single week with the with the shows coming out with I'm being sent content to post of myself, of group photos, of basically which every other rep is. I'm in joint emails with other reps. So I haven't been cut out of anything, realistically. I'm very much part of the team still. And me and all the reps are very, very close. Uh, and like I say, with ITV, they've, they've just treated me really like any other rep currently still off the show. But you've been dropped by the show for future series. How did you find that out? I didn't actually find it out. That's the that's that's the funny thing about it. I presumed I would be. I'm not naive, but I found out when they said that they wish me the best and and that's it. They never actually said to me specifically you've been axed. However, in TV supposedly, it's it's a big thing where if you do porn or you do some something sexual that you're just not allowed to do anything else and it in my opinion it's 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 wrong. Like I'll I'll put it out there now. I think it is very very wrong. Like you can't judge. You can judge. Okay, judge is the wrong word. You can obviously have an opinion on on it, but I think everyone makes mistakes or does stuff in their past which isn't them to this day. Otherwise, what's the point in basically saying things get better because that whole saying things get better is absolutely rubbish if you personally believe that you're just going to follow and listen to the past and if you've done that in the past, it's going to affect your whole future. So for me, I've come a long way. I think personally it's it shouldn't be the case and not not just for me but for anyone in, in reality TV and in any job, not even just TV because it does affect people probably in, in, the, in the outside world. So. so what happens? The article comes out 
you then see the ITV have dropped you. Obviously, you've got a good relationship mm-hmm. with ITV in terms of for the show. Of course. But for yourself, are you angry at ITV? Mentally, what did that do? Because surely that must be like, if it, they don't accept me in the mainstream, mentally, it's going to really set me back of what's my purpose now. Of course. When we say angry, I would say more disappointed and upset because for me, it was more like, I've just given you such a good show and not just me, the other reps as well, but I've I've enjoyed myself and it was a next step in my life in the sense of doing what I want to do, have a good time, be do TV, do reality and just just take that next step in life. So for them to then be like, bang, see you later, it was it was hard. Being told obviously in Cavos that I was gonna be having to leave just before while it was, an episode was going on, but um, I got pulled in and said, look, you're going to have to like leave. We've spoken to ITV and they've said, we can't continue filming with you. So in Cavos, that was hard. It was more hard being, because I'd built such a good relationship with, I call them friends, the cast, and not even being able to really be like, to tell them straight away. It was more just, okay, you're going, but, we need to film an exit scene. So I'm there got thinking to myself a little bit like, I just want to go. If you want, if you want me to go, I'm go- I'm going to go. Not, oh, okay, well, I'll still film for you. An exit scene. I understand it because it goes with the show and, and the whole principle and it would look weird to the viewers if I'm just not there the next the next day. So it was just a lot of emotions. It was upset. Again, I didn't have my phone. So it wasn't like I could speak to my close friends who back home who obviously have always supported me through the situation. So, yeah, it was just, it was emotional, I'd say, more than anger. So you knew before the article that you weren't filming anymore. So so what, you filmed the series last summer, mm-hmm. they found out then, and it's only taken to now for it to get into the press. Correct. Right. So when you left the show last June, July, summertime, how have you been those the, the next six months to now when you know, number one, what's coming? Mm-hmm. The exit scene, I presume, was staged. And so that's not a real closure for you. And yet you're needing closure on that chapter. And yet that door's been opened again because now suddenly you're supposed to be supporting this show, which you're part of, and you feel part of it now. And, you know, we're all getting to know you now, regardless of the article. And then you're like, but hold on a minute, I've said goodbye to that chapter. That was last year. And I've had to mentally move on now. It's hard because I know, obviously, that I'm leaving. So it's, I want to enjoy the experience, which I am enjoying the experience of the show. And I'm looking forward to the next episodes as well. But it it has been hard, especially in the last six months, going back to reality, really. Back to the normal job, the work and stuff like that. And then knowing that the show's coming out. So I'm excited. But then at the same time, I'm nervous because I'm like, this. I knew it's going to come out to a degree, as in I thought it could come out. But obviously they found out, so I was, I was just worried. But at the same time, a little bit relieved as well because I was able, it's, it's a bit of a weight off, off, off my shoulders. Because back previously, it was very much like, 
I've done this and any single person new that I met in life, I always had a worry about, do they know? Half the time they wouldn't, they wouldn't have known. But I just had this mental side to, to me that, do they know or do they not know? And then it was like, could I be myself? And I could never be the real Tyler. And for me, that's the hardest thing. And it's, it's taken probably a good solid six, seven years for me to probably say that I am the real Tyler now, as in comfortability and everything. And then obviously the articles come out. Again, I'm still comfortable in myself, but it's just reliving the past again, a chapter of my life that I've got rid of and will always stay with me. It's your life, so you always have that, but it's a chapter that I want to move on from. So it's just trying to, yeah, keep all my feelings all over the place at the moment, really. What's kept you alive? What's kept you not going, I'm going to take my life, and I thought my life was going to be this big reality star. I've done Cavill's Weekend. It might lead to other experiences like celebs go dating, and I'm going to get personal appearances in all the clubs now in Cavos because that's what I'm known for. And I'm the new poster for Cavos, me and Jordan. What's kept you alive? First of all, last summer when you knew that it was going to come to an end because the show found out and you had to leave. And secondly, since that article came out last week. So prior, obviously, to to the article, I just think my... Obviously, I have a good close-knit relationship with a few friends and stuff who have been there through thick and thin from when it came out years ago, which it did uh, to people that just my normal group and friends and stuff like that, it came out. And that was the hardest time of my life when, when it came out then because they're my friends at the end of the day. And I live off, they're the people that I care about and their opinion of me. So back then it was the hardest and I actually went through so much at one point I did want to I did want to just be like I don't want to be here anymore and it got to a point where I was depressed lonely didn't want to go out I was scared to go out because I didn't know who was going to see me what people would say it was horrible I spent two years of at minimum just so low down and just didn't know where my life was going to go really and I think that was the hardest part of my life and because it's not what anyone wants anyone wants to just be happy I've, I lost a lot of people close to me and what I mean by close to me when it came out it was a shock to people which I'm not saying it, it shouldn't be a shock to people because it is a big thing but my family my close family my parents to them it was like wow my siblings it it's hard it was hard for them at the time to be able to be like to just understand why I done it because I have such a good family. So if I did ever say to them, look, mum, dad, sis, I'm struggling, I need money. They would have helped I or they would have tried to help. But for me, I'm such a strong-minded person. I wanted to continue to fulfill a life and like financially that I was already, that I was in with when I was doing really well. Didn't lost that due to just football and stuff like that, and 
I wanted to stay at a level with my friends that I was at. And that's kind of why when I got introduced, obviously, into the the porn industry. We're going to talk about getting into the porn industry. Mm. I just want to say, if you are affected by what you hear, Samaritans.org is a website to go and visit, or you can call them on 116123. I called the Samaritans a couple of weeks ago. I was um, at a dilemma. Mm. I didn't know how to deal with it, and I thought, you know what? I don't know who to turn to. I don't want to go and pay for therapy. I know that I just need clarification. I know the answer. I just need someone to tell me I'm doing the right thing. And I called the Samaritans and they were so helpful. So if you're listening and you're affected by what you've heard from Tyler and you might be questioning yourself, you might be going through something as well that's been released recently, something that your friends now know, please do call the Samaritans 116123 or visit samaritans.org. Let's talk about your porn journey if that's okay of course let's go back to the beginning how old were you and how did it start i was 17 and i got into it i actually went to it was a friend well i call him a friend at the time he was a friend he knew that i needed money and he basically said to me look i know someone that will do a photo shoot for you you'll get paid well from it so i done it i need i needed the money so yeah i obviously went down to this photo shoot done the photo shoot as as normal and then the person that I was doing the photo shoot for he basically had another industry so his photography and then he had his porn industry two two questions on that so you were 17 years old was it a legal photo shoot you were doing photo shoot itself was just a normal photo shoot so yes that and then obviously I got pushed into into the porn industry, still at 17. The legal age is 18. So I was told, so after that photo shoot, I needed more money and he knew that I needed more money. So he told me, look, I've got this other company, come and work for me here, it'll be okay. I'll get pay you good amounts of money for it and we'll, we'll use a different name so you don't have to use your current name. And obviously I did say like, I'm. I'm 17 like I don't think that's actually possible and either way they turned around and said look don't worry we'll not release anything until you are 18 and I'm naive I'm young and it was as I said I'm desperate so I took it and I'd done the my first my first shoot at 17 and obviously it was released at 18 so they, they, I suppose they stuck to their word to a degree. My first shoot was literally just a, a solo shoot. So it was just me, myself, just obviously doing, playing with myself kind of thing. Just, just a normal solo sexual scene with a couple of toys. So it was weird because I, I didn't enjoy it, but I knew I had the money. And then it got to a point where, even on that shoot actually, I didn't want to to do certain things when it came to the toys as in I didn't want to use the toys on myself I was I would say happy but I was comfortable just doing stuff to myself but when it came to the toys I didn't feel comfortable and that's when I was introduced to I was told look we can we can help you relax a little bit in in a nice way that was the wording around that so I was given a drink like just some water a lemonade one of, it was one of those like just a normal soft drink and I was told to put this little thing in it and some drugs and it just to be it, it relaxed me a hell of a lot I was very 
days, but it got me through the shoot. Uh, so it was, it, it said what it was, and it done it, but it was the only way that I kind of got through that, that first shoot. Again, I'm, I was very naive, I was young, and I didn't know really what was happening, so they told me that all the other models do it. It's not a bad thing to do it, so I just done it. I followed everyone else's footsteps. How much were you paid for that first solo shoot? I was paid roughly in approximately of just over a grand. So 17 years old, a thousand pounds in the bank. You've taken drugs. You've done your first solo shoot living at home still. I was, yeah. You come back home and you're with your parents. Did they not know what you're doing? No. Yeah, at the time, no. And it was, it was kind of hard to, to kind of keep it. I don't know, keep it secret or not. But my family never. It's not one of those things you ever think. Oh, that Tyler's doing doing porn. It's not something that comes across across your mind. So my money, I was always in a good financial state. So I don't think many questions were asked about that. And like I say, I never spoke about when I was struggling. I wish I did. I wish I did now, but. At the time, I didn't, so no one ever really batted an eyelid that I was financially in trouble. But at 17 years old, you're still at school. Why were you struggling with money? What did you need the money for? I mean, a thousand pounds. I don't think I had a hundred pounds to my name. Let alone a thousand back when I was 17 years old. I was still living at home. I didn't know what money was. No, of course. Um, it's more I was living a life like going out with friends. Um, a lot of my friends around at the time were, as I said, I was playing football at a good level. So it was keeping up with the latest trainers. It was keeping up with the latest clothing. It wasn't really going out and spending a load of money on on a bottle of alcohol. It, so where did your parents think the money was coming from then when you had these brand new trainers all the time? Just in terms of my financial state already. Like I was always kind of good with money, but I kind of hid a lot from them as well. I think that was the biggest thing. I I didn't really ask them for money anyways, ever. Like, I wasn't really like that because I said, said I was in an okay position. And There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I never wanted to trouble them too much, but for me, it was just hiding a lot of stuff. So if I ever bought a nice thing, it would be at the end of the month where... I would have worked my normal... I was still working, doing, you know, like a little part-time jobs and stuff, so it looked like I had just bought it with my paycheck, obviously. But I wasn't buying things worth a grand, so it wasn't like, whoa, how's he afforded this thing, which is £700? It wasn't that. It was more just buying these little things just to, just to stay relevant, really. So 17 years old, £1,000 in the bank, you do your first solo shoot... Bit uncomfortable, Very, but you yeah. got for it with the drugs. Yeah, they gave me with the drugs. What then happens? So after that, 
obviously, again, I'm now 18 at this point. So, everything in terms of going forward, they obviously asked, do I want to, let's, let's get you in again. And you clearly need the money. Let's let's get you on a on a shoot with someone else. I was very apprehensive about it, but I was open because I knew what the money was able to do for me. And what I mean by that is now all my friends are going out like and as I say, they're going out to nice places, not the local little clubs where you can get two for ones. And so they're going to nice places where we're buying bottles and for me it was like like i need to i need to stay up with them and because i didn't want to admit defeat i took the next shoot again i went to the shoot met the person didn't know anything about the person i was working with same stuff as all as as before they gave me the the same drug to put in my drink and i done the shoot male or female a uh, male. How did you feel as a straight person having sex for the first time with a man for money on camera? For the first time, as I say, it was it was it was a weird it, it was a weird and hard experience for me because it's not something I was used to in the sense of it didn't I never enjoyed it as in it wasn't an enjoy an enjoyable sexual experience where you would with your partner or someone like that if if you get what I mean so it was tough but again I I got through it and I saw it as a job that's how I I went into like I saw it as I'm here I'm doing a job I'm getting paid for it and then I'm going home and that's how I had to push my mind to think so mentally when you get in the car and you go that was a job are you proud of yourself for doing that as a job yes you got the great money but your self-worth when i look back on it now i wouldn't say i was proud i wasn't proud of the avenue i took however at the same time like i'd done it for for the money so i wasn't proud of it and i'm not proud of it but it was my life and it was part of of me so if you said do you regret it a hundred percent because now I'm a lot older and maturer I know it's okay to say I'm struggling and I wouldn't ever have got gone down that route and I would nine times out of ten probably just got by like anyone else like so I wouldn't say I was proud of what I done you keep doing those shoots what was that moment that you thought I need to leave this industry how bad did it get for you it got to a point where I wanted to kill myself it was mainly because I wasn't enjoying it but at the same time I had this it was weird it was really weird because I had this I was starting to get recognized a lot and it was affecting my life massively so I got when I when I say I was getting recognized it was people who watched the porn had had seen me around or whatever and they would they would say to me oh like they'd mention it i was petrified to do anything to go out to to just even go for a coffee with my best mate because even though my best mate knew 
because it was at that point where I had explained a need to like kind of just get away. So as I say, my best mate always had my back in the sense of he didn't know that I was doing the porn, but he knew that like he he knew that something was going on because he knew that I wasn't making the money the way that I was prior. So he knew something was going on, but didn't know I was doing the porn. And then, as I said, I got recognised a few times and I was just petrified and I just kind of went, I realised that I don't need to do this to make money. I I can be myself. I can go and get a nine-to-five job. I can follow my dreams, but in another way. I didn't need to worry about actually being embarrassed about not having money. Not having money isn't an issue, but being happy is. And I wasn't happy. And I found that the biggest thing is I could do a shoot and get paid, but I wasn't happy. Why wasn't I happy? I've got money. That's what I needed when I started it. But now I'm not happy. And I wasn't happy because it's not what I ever wanted to do. And I wanted to have a normal life in the sense of I wanted to meet some people, like as in I wanted to meet a partner, I wanted to be in a relationship. And how do I do that and be doing this or having that over me? I can't do that. And that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to have a normal life where I settle down and that was when as I said I was petrified and wanted to just just leave because obviously people see me so that was when I really was, I've, got to go, I've, I've got to stop this and when I tried to at one point like walk away and take my take my life to a degree and as I say I had a very good friend next to me who had my back and stopped me but that was the moment I realised I don't need anything in life, just the people close to me. I don't need money, I don't need shoes, I don't need clothes. I just need my close people around me who love me and care for me. That's all I care, like needed. And that was the point where I needed to just, I knew that was it. How easy was it to switch off from that though? So the fact that you've got all these drugs inside you, the alcohol inside you, the sexual drive that you've had to build up for yourself, that you're letting yourself go quite often around mm -hmm. excitement, not just around people you enjoy being around, but, but you're having to get excited for in a work capacity. Being around all those men that almost became normalised to have sex with men. It wasn't just, what? I'm not having sex with a man, I'm a straight man. Mm -hmm. What do you mean? How how easy was it to distance yourself from all that? I think it was quite easy, and it's probably going to sound weird, but it was because I got to a point where I was so low and depressed that I didn't want to, to go out. So it was very easy to just step away from it because I had no drive to do anything, let alone that. It, I had no drive to do absolutely anything. And as I said, I tried and wanted to, to just not be around. So just, yeah, I would... It was pretty easy. Um, obviously, the money side, again, as I, it was, it was a difference, a massive, like a massive change. But for me, it was just having that close knit people around me, and they were the ones that got me through it.
for me now, I've come a hell of a long way. I'm in a great place. I am confident in myself and chatting to people, being in relationships with people, being in relationships and they've been good. As I said, like it's my past. I'm open about my past as in, it's a very private matter. matter. So I never obviously splurted it around, but if I ever was into someone, like properly into someone or there was something developing, I openly spoke about it and said to them, look, this is my past. People were open. Like, obviously, you have certain people that would be shocked by it, but every person that I ever told loved me for me. And I think there was one girl, the first the first girl I ever, ever told about it, and I won't mention names, but I told her. And I told her because I was in love with her. And I was petrified because I thought she's going to go but then I wasn't being true to myself and when I told her she literally just turned around and just gave me the biggest hug and said I literally don't give a shit Ty I don't care Tyler because you were you now I don't care about who you were last week or two weeks ago or ten years ago I know you for you. That's all that matters. And I think that point changed my whole life. I'm obviously not with her or anything now, but that point changed my whole entire life because I was able to go, you know what? She's damn right. Like, she is so right. And I just need to be me. And I can be me. And it's okay to be me. I just hope that if anyone does does do it, I, I highly recommend to not do it. I really, really do. But I see it as just very, a lot of lies, a lot of lies in it, a lot of people out for themselves. They don't care. They don't care about you as clearly I was, as I said, I was young. They didn't care about me, just cared about what he made and what the company's made. And so I think about the porn industry, I think it's, I think it's disgusting in, in, in honestly. I do. I don't think the people are disgusting. I'm not calling the people that do it disgusting. I'm calling the industry disgusting. I'm calling the higher people in, in the industry disgusting because they do not care about you. So that's your story from 17 to 20. Mm-hmm. Moving six years forward, Travels Weekender comes up. Mm-hmm. How did you get involved in the show? Uh, so I got in, involved with Cavos Weekender through my social media. My social media, I got contacted just in my in my DMs on Instagram. And they said, look, just write a casting director. Would you like to, would you be interested in, in this? And I just thought, you know what? Yeah, I would. Like, I'm fun. I'm outgoing. I'm energetic. And I love to, I love to make people happy. So when they told me about the show, and I've watched the show when I was younger. So... When they came to me and said, do you have us weekend, uh, I was like, yeah, let's let's do it, 100%. And did you ever think to declare what had happened? Because you always have a declaration at the bottom of anything that we need to know, and you speak to a psych before, and, you know, anything that can put the show into disrespute. You know, the show hadn't been on for three years because of COVID. It had been, you know, the Magdalene Weekender, then the IP Weekender. This is a big new show. Did you ever have any guilt of, I need to tell them this secret that I've got. No, because it's not a secret. And what I mean by that is 
it's not a secret to me and it's not a secret to a lot of people a lot of people knew about it and for me I'm open about it so it wasn't like if anyone ever asked me about it I was very open to talk about it so I never saw it as a secret I never saw it as something that needed to be hidden back in the past I did because I was petrified but where I'm at now in my life and where I came through that really really rough time I I don't see it as a secret I see it as a a part of me which is part of my life so it I just yeah when whenever going forward it was just this is me and it it's not something I felt that had to be mentioned to a degree because I I'd forgot realistically I forget about it it's it's something completely in the past so it's not on the top of my mind ever and as I said it's not a secret at all okay Tyler we can see you on the covers weekender on ITV2 and on ITVX what can we see in this series you can see me just enjoying life getting with a lot of people a lot of guests a lot of um, reps obviously Lucy I was with her the first night um, the series is fun like when I filmed it it was great fun and there's there's a lot of drama to come uh, in the next three or four episodes but me personally on the show as you all see like I'm just I'm just a bit nuts I think that's the best word to put it I'm just outgoing fun energetic and just I'm everyone's friend like I'm in no, like not much drama I'm just everyone's friend is this the end of your tv career definitely not definitely not I so would... it's not blacklisted you no, it hasn't blacklisted me at all. Um, I have a lot of plans with with what I want to do going forward. My my management are absolutely amazing, and they have a lot of plans for me as well. They believe in in me, and also believe in the values of nothing defines you, and it shouldn't define you. So, for me, that's huge. So, I have a lot of plans to go elsewhere um, to try a few other shows and yeah quite yeah definitely Tyler I can't thank you enough for being so honest no. for being so brave and I know that you've come to terms with it and you're comfortable with it but you've got a brand new audience and definitely. there'll be people listening to this who are at school and they're Cavus Weekender fans and it might be a hard conversation for them to truly understand mm. what they're listening to definitely because this isn't normal everyday conversations mm. and a show like Cavos Weekend it is oh first lads holiday first girls holiday and there's a bit of a juxtaposition there of you know I'm supposed to be looking up to this guy and do I look up to him and I just want the opportunity to tell you Tyler how grateful I am that you chose to come and tell your story on Security and Secure. You trusted me personally with your story and that this doesn't define you. Like you said, this Definitely. was six years ago. Yes, it's out in the news now, but once people have listened to it, they've understood where it came from, the money issues you had, keeping up with the Jones. I hope that it's tomorrow's fish and chip paper, that it can be forgotten about and you can move on. And Definitely. this is something you're going to have to live with for a week or two and then... Everyone's done it. Everyone's spoken about it. Everyone's gossiped. You can move on and we'll get you on that next show. Definitely. I think the one of the main things for me as well is anyone that is listening that 
not just not just the porn, but anything you've done in your life from even if you've just stole something from a shop, like it's not okay, but it's okay to admit to what you've done and be like that's that was me then and this is me now. So there's always a stepping stone and you can always improve your life and people will disagree but at the same time if you're happy doesn't matter what anyone else thinks about your life as long as you're happy and you're comfortable there's always a better a better way in life after your negatives put them on the side and there's only positives afterwards incredible and so so true how do you feel after recording this episode and now putting it out there in your own words honestly it's it's refreshing i think that's the biggest word it's it's refreshing and i'm grateful as well to obviously be able to have the platform to be able to to tell my story because i think a lot of obviously the first article is other words from other people so to be able to tell my story and understand that it wasn't yeah just just to be able to kind of explain to people that this is how i got into it it wasn't what I wanted to do, and it was hard. It was really, really hard. It was a really hard part of my life, and it still is, but I feel great in the nicest way. I feel great now after doing this podcast. I'm so pleased. Tyler DeCruz on security and secure if you learned something from tyler and you want to empathize and you want to be there for him and show your support there's two things to do first of all is security and secure on itunes and spotify leave a five star rating leave a review at the bottom and just tell everyone how educated you've been by the episode this week and on instagram at tyler weekender at johnny seifert at security and secure podcast screenshot the episode share it on your story say something positive about tyler and what you've learned from him because i'm telling you now i've done 185 of these episodes it's not easy to sit in front of me and have this therapy session where you're revealing your inner demons and your inner secrets and although he said you know it's not a secret to you listening it is you didn't know certain things about Tyler and that's hard I am so paranoid I'm such an overthinker and the last thing I'd want is for you listening to have a different version of me than the one I want to portray and so it's not easy to do an episode like this and it's why I'm so grateful to Tyler for agreeing to do it so please on Instagram at Tyler Weekender at Johnny Seifert at Security and Secure Podcast Please show your support for this episode. It will really mean a lot to Tyler and myself. And if you love Cavos Weekender, there's other episodes on Security and Secure. There's two with Jordan Davies. We did one during lockdown and one for the new series of Cavos Weekender. And there's an episode with Lucy Appleton as well. Go and check them out and hear why it's one of my favourite shows. Because you will absolutely love it. Regardless of what Tyler spoke about in this episode, you will absolutely love Cavos Weekend. It's a great hour of escapism each week. It's a great hour where there's no drama, there's no thinking about what's going on in the news. It's just watching hot people in a hot country. And that's what we all need right now. Cavos Weekend, it's on ITV2, on 
Tuesday nights at 10 p.m. and also on ITVX to stream if you're watching Love Island, you just want to watch a different time. ITVX is the place to be. Loaded in Paradise is also on ITVX. It's another reality show by them. It's on ITVX at the moment and it will go to ITV2 shortly. I presume after Love Island. Amelia Bell will be my next guest on Securing Scar. She's on Loaded in Paradise. Fantastic show. I really enjoyed watching all 15 episodes of those. So go and watch them as well. And obviously the Traitors. UK, Australia, America. They're all out to watch. Go and watch those as well. Anyway, look, you've been listening to Scully and Scoop with me, Johnny C for at Johnny C for at Scully and Scoop Podcast, where you can find me. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, thank you and goodbye. 